0: You it. guys have seen Sopranos, eh? most like all of the Sopranos? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember the scene where <laughs> he makes fun of his sister for not being a good mom or whatever? And he's like, what's French for I never had a mother growing up or something? <laughs> Ooh, me <my> mama. <laughs> <laughs> and then she loses it at the, uh, at the dinner table.
1: Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's unsportsmanlike convo. Ready? And here are your hosts, Brock
2: Fleming and Pep Cariotti. Okay.
3: There you go, P-Dog. That's as good a timing as I can get. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the show. It is March 30th, 2020. For those who work at the federal government, it's one more day until the end of fiscal year, so hopefully uh, it dies down after tomorrow. P-Dog sporting the Blue Jay gear. I'm getting you mid, mid-gulp. mid How you doing, bud? Oh, this- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pumped.
0: I don't know if there's anything more exciting for me than the opening day Blue Jay's... Although it's, a, it's in New York this year, uh, it's just more than any sport. Like I, it's Maybe because
3: it's, I don't know, just more than any sport.
0: I get excited for the Jays.
3: Having games on opening day at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, that's what makes it different than other sports, where you're like, you know what, I'm going to take the day off work and watch a game. Or, yeah. you know, if you're in one of those cities and you're like, I'm going – after lunch, I'm going to work to lunch, and then I'm heading down to watch the Yankees and Jays uh, at Yankee Stadium. Grab a dog, some beers, and start watching some baseball. You know what I mean? Like so, there's that sort of excitement. I think that you know it's just compounded by the fact that you're leaving work or that it's during the day. It's just like the World Juniors. I love when the World Juniors are overseas and the games are like 9:30 in the morning, and. You know what I mean? It's a typical school day or work day or it's a, you know, whatever. And these games are on and you'd have them, you know, going through the office or whatever it happens to be. And uh, it it added something to it for me anyway. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's
0: it. Yeah, for sure. The allure of having the one o'clock, it's one o'clock on Thursday. It says noon, but I think that means, I think Sportsnet, uh, promotes noon and they do an hour of chat and then the game
3: actually starts. But oh yeah, they always they always advertise some pre-game show and this is again you know the first game of the season. Rosters have been set now, so they're we'll gonna talk about that a little bit later. Actually, yeah, they're gonna dive into it, which is uh, which is great. I'll, I'll check it out. Hopefully on Fantastic. the deck if it's beautiful out. You know, you get the TV on the deck and start watching, although it's not supposed to be. Anyway,
0: hey, let's uh, let's shout out a couple people. You got a couple a couple shout outs you
3: want to give. Definitely. Um, shout out to uh, Carol, um, Nana Carol. It was her birthday last week. Um, last week. Time flies by. It was this week or last week. I guess it was early last week. Anyway, happy birthday, Carol. Um, happy birthday, Carol. Shout out to Val Amigo, a gentleman we both know. It's his birthday today. Saw it on Facebook. Big V. Big, v. Big Val Amigo. It's his birthday. I also want to shout out a uh, Colgate um, classmate of mine who uh, I th- I've mentioned his name a couple times because he used to be um on the legal counsel and part of um Tyreek Hill's uh team I guess if you will like sort of like the you know the whole management agent lawyer yeah. so there's a big team he was on that team and had Tyreek Hill for a long time uh anyway I just found out today that he had uh, um basically almost died about a week ago on the 20th of March, woke up early one morning and couldn't breathe on his own. And the next thing he knew he was being resuscitated by Boston EMT in his room. Uh, And then he's been in the hospital ever since. And um, I'm trying to find out more details. I don't know if it has anything to do with COVID or not. Um, But uh, again, when it's, uh, you know, the six degrees of separation, this is a lot less in in our age group and stuff too. And, um, you know, anyway, this stuff freaks me out to a point. Um, but ho- he seems to be feeling better. He's at home now, and he's recovering, uh, and hopefully he, uh, he makes it all the way back. Big guy, uh, lost 25 pounds. Like he was, he was fairly muscular, but lost 25 pounds over the last little week and a bit, so uh, you know it's, it's taking its toll on him, but I uh, just want to let him know that uh, thinking about him, hopefully he makes a full recovery. Uh, The other thing is what I'll do is I'll apologize to our listeners for last week for breaking what may or may not still be true. I don't know 100% if it's going to happen, but Deshaun Watson was not released. I was scrolling through Twitter very quickly before we got on the show. And uh, after the show, uh, our fact checker, Curtis and Pierre, made it very clear that the source of that uh, Twitter feed was not a good source. (laughs) In, can
0: I, in your defense, <laughs> yes, uh, everything surrounding his situation that that would have been a, a like a plausible thing to happen, like that was believable, you know, with all the what's going on with his life and all that. I mean, for him to say, for you to say, the Houston Texans released him, I don't think would have surprised a whole lot of people. So, in your defense, sure, I still think it but, might happen, but but Barry, our source, Barry, who was name, uh, Cockner or something. <laughs> Did you find it on Instagram? You know how they have breaking news little uh, vignettes it on Instagram? Twitter. A Twitter it was Twitter. Twitter where I saw okay. it.
3: <laughs> There's a picture of Deshaun Watson released, whatever, and oh, I didn't check uh-huh. it. And Curtis corrected me that <laughs> this Barry Cockner guy is notoriously not a good source. <laughs> and he catfished oh. me. He got me. Well, uh, he got you good. He got us all. <laughs> Again. That being said, I don't think it's, it's still out of the realm cuz more charges keep coming up on this guy. I don't see all kinds a situation of situation that of where being released is totally out of the question.
0: Look, right now he's like there's, you know, there's a, he's trying to settle a couple of cases out of court now, and then one girl's like no, uh, I'm I'm going full on with this. So now she's reported that he's tried to reach out to her and settle out of court, which kind of makes him look even more douchey.
3: Oh yeah. So, well, what a mess. Um, I'm also wearing my football yeah. forward golf yes. shirt today, and uh, not because I had work calls earlier, but uh, we actually got. So, for those who don't know, obviously, um, my buddy Scott Endicott and myself started this nonprofit. We have a lot of guys that we know involved: Mike Dean, Anthony Brown, Karen Nesrella, um, and we had uh, a nonprofit event that was put on over the COVID stuff at TD Place, and, and Pep was heavily involved. Uh, we also had great coaches, Steve Glenn, Hugh Doyle, Seb Lamarsh, uh, Nate Hamlin. Um, I know I'm forgetting people. Um, uh, Brendan Weeks and uh, Danny Hall. Yes. Anyway, great group of guys did it. Um, and I just only bring it up because we got the – so the way it works with nonprofit is you, you put the application in. They give you a certain budget. They withhold 10% of the budget until you've you've submitted your final report they review it and they let you know like was it handled properly like all your expenses was that part of the project all that kind of stuff and then they uh then they'll, they'll release the 10 percent. so we just found out today that uh we did everything right they we got their blessing and uh, they were proud of the program and they released everything back to us after so um the first project has sort of come and finally finished and it was deemed a success so i want to shout out to kudos to uh, to our team to scott and everybody as well and all the coaches that helped out it was great and we're yeah, really fun. excited to do another one. Awesome.
0: I want to shout out Mr. Mike Ferreira. Probably the uh the most active listener when it comes to uh you know responding to our whatever we're talking about. Uh, it was his birthday a couple days ago. Actually, what
3: well, was the twenty? It was the 28th. 28th? Yeah, so that would have been, what, Sunday? He's the 28th. Yeah. Shout out Scott Endicott. Scott Endicott. His birthday was the 29th, uh What are we today?
0: 26th? 26th. He was Friday.
3: Yeah. yeah. Twenty six. So, uh, shouting out Mike Ferreira. Great guy.
0: Hi, birthday, happy birthday, Mikey. Happy the show. Big Mikey. Um, and, yeah, we always... I... I We don't talk as much as we used to, only because it just you know that's the way life life goes. But uh, I do keep in touch with them once a week just to touch base, say how's it going, you know. And this COVID has been uh, difficult to keep uh, face to face contact with anybody. But I feel like you're staying in touch.
3: I feel like you're stalling right now because the over under for Mike to make his first comment was eight minutes and fifty three (laughs) seconds. I'm working on him. I
0: know,
2: (laughs)
3: Mike. Are you listening? Are you there?
2: You
0: alive? I also want to shout out. Oh, a shout out. I'm disappointed, actually, that National Sports, it's a yeah. sports store chain that's owned by uh, Canadian Tire and Sportcheck, is closing in Orleans, and it's one of the only, it's one of the few. I don't even know if there's that many floating around. One of the few sort of, dis I don't even know if the word discounts right. It, it tends to be a little bit less expensive to shop there than it does to shop at Sportcheck for for stuff. Maybe shoes, uh, not included, but uh, they're closing. And uh, I I don't know when the date is. I think sometime in June is what they said. But, you know, hopefully those employees get shipped off to other stores, uh, maybe through the SportCheck brand or whatever. But disappointed that they're closing. And they didn't really give a great excuse. Like it's uh, – I just think they just don't want that that brand to exist anymore. I went in there a couple days ago. Um, I needed, like, just a a new lock for my locker and uh, a couple little things like that that I thought I could get for, for super cheap, and I did. And it was, it was packed, and it really made me wonder, like, what, the, what are we doing here? Like, this is, it was packed, and there was nobody clicking anybody in and out. Like, it was, there must have been 100 people in the store, and you're limiting 10 people to a gym. I mean, the whole thing just didn't make any sense to me at right. all. There was no social distancing going on. So if you happen to go to national sports, you might want to double mask it or, or just take, take some extra precaution, or better yet, go alone or just with one person. Don't bring your whole family and all the kids running around. It was, it was awful. It was a bad experience. The employees obviously don't care anymore because they're pretty much checked out. So it was really just a pretty yucky experience, although I did get a sweet deal on a couple of uh, things like a lock and a water bottle and stuff. But,
3: so yeah. one, you're sad that they're closing, but two... They're a gong show when it comes to COVID. And three, you start high school when? Next week with the whole lock and water <laughs> bottle and stuff like that? You get a lunch bag too, uh, but
0: well, when you go to the good life, you need a lock for your locker.
3: So, uh, uh, Well, hey, yeah. that's where you lost me. Yeah. I don't know what you right. do when you go to a gym anymore. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah, national sports is that. good. The one in Peterborough used to be a a staple when we go to Toronto. And it was great prices. If you walk in the door and you go left, great prices. You go right, Right? you're paying through the nose because it's all like jerseys and high-end stuff. But you go to the discount side and you get deals all over the place. Anyway, Well, that's it. Anyway, speaking of deals and cash, we should probably pay some bills. What do you think? we got a new sponsor.
0: Yeah, let me uh, me have at it.
3: All right. I think I'm going to use the same background music. Awesome.
0: Lovely. Are you selling or buying? Call Tracy Escander at Royal LaPage at Group Philippe LeMay. They have the buyers and the right game plan to find you a new home. You'll get personalized service in all sectors of the Way region, and Tracy's fluently bilingual, and with a combined 40 years of real estate experience at Group Philippe LeMay, you can rest assured your home buying journey will be handled with first-class care and the best prices on the market. Call Tracy today at 613-324-3781 or email her at tracy at com. All right. That
3: and didn't Brock, go too bad.
0: Yeah. Before before we bring in the man, we, uh, we did have this... We're about five minutes into a segment that we were supposed to have with uh, a friend of mine from high school and uh, one of his partners. Um, <laughs> basically... Billy Musso, guy I went to high school with, really good soccer player. Him and his partner started a soccer program in Elmer called uh, Soccer Midable. And um, it's an interactive soccer program for kids age 2 to 8. And I don't want to give too much away because we're going to have them back on to talk about this. But, again, along the lines of football forward, you know, a, a great opportunity for kids to get involved in soccer. So, um, Billy, Mark, we'll look forward to having you guys back. Billy couldn't make it on because he had an eye infection. So, um, Hope you're feeling better, Bill. And uh, like I say, a really great guy. Again, Darcy McGee alumni, and
3: I look forward to having him back on the show when he's feeling better. That's two guys. We were going to have Maddie P on as well to talk about the movies. And Big Maddie had a toothache. Oh, man. Have you ever had a root canal, Brock? I have not. But I mean, there are legends regarding the biggest, baddest mythical creatures and animals that get taken down by a toothache so you know oh. that's not anything to joke about so maddie take care of yourself but we'll get you on for guy. another one he is a tough guy it's not usually mm-hmm. one that takes him down like that Nope. all right b all right what are we getting into uh nfl free agency yeah where are we right now are we playing the intro video uh i don't know yeah yeah we got yeah. it let's go mikey Really, very much on the spot, and I apologize for that. <laughs> I have to start uh, doing some of this stuff on the fly as we go. I got it.
0: All right. He always comes through no matter what. He could be just busy, he could be doing eight things at once, but he's going to come through for you.
3: He's going to come through. Okay, let's bring on our. Yes. Co-co-host? You saw yeah. him. You know him from last week. He's joining us again this week. None other than Big Jumpman. Was it, what's your email? Jumpman13? <laughs> Jumpman1328. <28, 1328. laughs> what's going on, Sig? Welcome back to the show. Oh,
4: gentlemen, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? We're well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for
3: having me back. Good
4: this day, is man. awesome.
3: We had to have you back. You're the one that... Because we're going to talk our mm. favorite sports movies later on in the show and that was your idea. Yeah. And we're not doing a full show yeah. of it because we just got too much stuff to talk about that's going on. Oh we can but talk forever. Yep. We are definitely going to be into it. Um shout out to whoever's son just had a root Calton root canal today and Ooh. he's Working out right now. I'm assuming working out instead of working R right now. So, whoever that is, house. your son is tougher than Maddie, I guess, oh, is the. and me combined. Yeah, I think, well, wow. I find I get uh, way more sensitive as I get older. That whole man cold thing, that mm-hmm. commercial. Mm-hmm. Call my mom. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, let's get into free agency. NFL, obviously, there is a huge trade. I think it was a huge trade in the NFL that was between the Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers. So for those who aren't aware, the Dolphins uh, sent their third overall pick in 2021 to San Francisco for their 12th overall pick, uh, a first rounder in 2022 and 2023, and a 2022 third round pick. The Dolphins then moved that 12th overall pick to Philly, for their sixth overall pick. And then, actually, uh, the Dolphins move their, I guess, the first-round pick they got from the Niners in two, 2022 will also be shipped to Philly. So Philly gets uh, a later one this year and another first-round pick next year. But now the Dolphins are up at six. So I had made a little bit of a thing, because I saw the image, if you guys can see that, where it says, what these Miami Dolphins draft picks look like in the next three years. And... Oh, uh It wasn't updated, so I've updated. I've scratched out a little (laughs) bit here so you guys can see. But in 2021, they got the sixth overall pick, the 18th overall pick. And then the second round, they got two second rounders and two third rounders for Mm -hmm. this year. Next year, they still got their first, second, third. They traded away that second, first round pick, so it's really whatever. And then in 2023... They got two first-round picks again. So over the next three drafts, Miami can very much change the whole identity of their team. Mm-hmm. What are your guys' mm-hmm. thoughts on this trade? Who won? Who lost? What do you think is going to happen with these trades?
0: Sig?
4: I don't know if it's so much of a who won, who lost. I think, it's, I think both teams got, got better. Um, what it means for Garoppolo. I mean, so they get the third pick? Is that, is that that's what's is that what I get there? The yeah. Niners Francisco? have the third overall pick. That's correct. Yeah, that, that tells me that you know they're probably in the market for a, a quarterback, and they're going to push Grop because I mean this guy keeps getting hurt. They still have a good defense. They get the weapons, and you know they don't have a quarterback to keep them going. And so I think this helps them. You know, this helps them get uh, possibly get you know one of the one of the top three quarterbacks in the in the uh, in the draft. And then for Miami, well. I think it's pretty obvious they're, uh, they're pretty well set up for, uh, for some good picks for the next few years, um, you know, in that regard there. So, I mean, it, I think it looks good for both teams. So, I don't think it's a, it's a, you know, one team lost. I think they both got better. They're both smart about it, and they both got better. And uh, I just think, yeah, it, it's more San Fran kind of, you know, showing that they need to, Garoppolo needs to either stick around and, and do his thing, or, you know, he'll have someone to compete with, kind of thing.
3: My understanding is that Garoppolo was never somebody that Shanahan wanted. He always wanted to flip him. And I guess there was an option to flip him at one point, but uh, either they were winning a lot. I think think that's when they started to get on a bit of a run. And even though he wasn't impressive by any means, I think that sort of kiboshed any movements from the 49ers' perspective of saying, Mm -hmm. you know what, we're winning, let's just kind of roll with this. But Mm -hmm. my understanding is that this was never his guy. So my question is, at number three, it makes sense for it to be a quarterback, given Mm -hmm. what they've given up for and all that kind of stuff. Who's going to be at number three, in your opinion, uh, and who would be the better fit for the 49ers' current offense?
4: Yeah, good question. I'd have to look up that who's available right now because it's not going to be uh, the Clemson kid, right?
3: No, Trevor Lawrence should go yeah. first to uh, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Now, realistically, you're looking at Justin Fields or mm-hmm. Zach Wilson from BYU, who has actually crept up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess his pro day has been very good. I think they did a, a very big breakdown analysis of... Um, under-pressure type sequences to see how he handles it. And even though Zach plays at BYU, so his competition is not quite as good as an Ohio State's competition, at the same time, the athletes that surround Zach Wilson aren't as good as the athletes that surround Justin Fields. And the same goes for like a Mac uh, Mac Jones type thing. I just don't think Mac Jones is in this top three talk right now. I think he's mm-hmm. you know probably a bit further down. Uh, maybe in like a Patriots sort of ballpark at number 15, which I think he would be a great fit there. But Justin Fields or Zach Wilson would be kind of the two guys that seem to be on the, um, mm. in that third overall spot. If I'm the Niners,
0: I stand pat and I take the best player on the board at three. I don't worry about a quarterback. You you're just you, you made it to the Super Bowl just two years ago yeah. with a good defense and a good running game and play action and you got Kittle coming back you got I don't know what they have at receiver they've lost um well they lost Sanders a couple of years ago and they I'm not sure if Samuel is back but we we have to look at their weapons on the outside but I mean if you're not if you don't have the wide receivers you got Kittle coming back you may as well stick with Garoppolo and run a, run a play action offense and hopefully one of the receivers can. Uh, can come out of the woodwork and, but stick to your running game, stick to good offensive line. You, you're you going to bring in a kid like, uh, like Justin Fields had a great pro day today, by the way, I don't know if you, if you saw the highlights of uh, him running on the, uh, on the fly and uh, his accuracy was good. His arm looked like he was like, uh, holy cow. I wish great I
3: had arm. saved the quote. I had the quote from um, Mel Kiper where they were talking about Mac Jones's pro day. And what does he have to show in order for the pages to draft him. He's like, Uh, Or what does he have to show you? And he's like... I don't care. I'm not watching it. I could care less about the pro day. They're like, <laughs> you know, Peyton Manning had yeah. one of the worst pro days ever. You know, uh, yeah. Brady's pro day was a garbage. Uh, one of the best pro days that people ever talk about was uh, Jamarcus Russell. Uh, you know, yeah, Expo, all these well. things and were just happening. like, you know what? Exactly. It doesn't matter. Show <laughs> me them in game situations well, then, uh, and do your yeah. own analysis. A pro day doesn't mean anything. Those are so catered to those specific players, right? Because they're at your school, so it's your own environment. The drills are generally set up by your own coaching staff, so they're going to be showing your strengths as much as possible. Anyway, I just, uh, I I agree with him. If we're looking at the the Niners depth chart real quick from a receiver standpoint, uh, Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, he's the, I think if he's number 15, he's the guy that uh, was jumping over people. Mm -hmm. And one play he actually made, he was running down, jumped with his left foot, landed on his left foot, jumped over somebody, but left foot to left foot and kept going. It was crazy. Uh, Richie James, you know they don't have a ton they they did pick up uh, muhammad sanu which again mm-hmm. it depends on which muhammad sanu shows up
4: shows up yeah exactly
3: um Let's give it. you know travis benjamin i don't know there's not a lot there so yeah you know maybe it's that but I, I i just don't see a team like the niners trading away that much to take whatever's there
0: you know what i mean No, you wouldn't take just the best guy on the board at number three. I mean, you know Lawrence is going first.
3: If you're only taking – unless you have your eye on a guy that you really want, why would you be trading to go up that high? I'm sure if you – you know what I mean? At six, Philly, you know, trade your 12th for the the sixth and be straight up instead of giving first-rounders next year and, and the year after that. Just trade up to that and say, you know, we'll take whoever's there if we're not set on a quarterback.
4: Otherwise, no, this guy's going to come and take over the job. But I mean, if he earns it, if he or if he pushes him, you know, after a year, whatever,
3: it'll be interesting. I think mm. that I, I it's don't know. just fishy to me. That's all. I just think with the the amount of movements, like the amount of picks that they had to give, because mm-hmm. uh, I think it was very it was very pro Dolphins that exchange. Really, when you think, okay, if you're putting a value on each pick. The Dolphins got a lot more back than the the Niners did. But if the Niners are able to get that guy, you know, whether he's, you know, they're like, oh, that's our Mahomes moving forward or that's our whatever. He fits our system so good and he's whatever. That's the guy we're building off of for the next 10 years. Then it's worth it for them. Otherwise, you know, I just think with receivers and stuff, it's, you can have the best receiver in the world if Garoppolo can't get on the ball because he can't figure out to read or can't doesn't have the time or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Oh, look, I think we'll see.
0: I think ultimately I think, uh, sorry, my microphone's a little loud, Brock. Sorry. I did, that's why I disappeared. I think Miami won this hands down and Eagles would be second. I don't, don't, I don't really like it for the, uh, for the Niners. I don't like this trade for them at all. Unless like you said, Brock, they have an idea of what they want. Mm-hmm. At that at that third pick, if they're going in sort of like, well, we'll see what's available, and if a quarterback's still there, we'll take whoever. Then this is not a smart move for the Niners. It is for. I'd love to pull up the Dallas Cowboys uh, late '80s, early '90s draft with that Herschel Walker trade and compare it to what Miami has just stockpiled. I will say this about Miami: I think they take a step back this year. I think they don't finish ten and six. I think they're going to be a six and ten, seven and nine team, and they'll take a step back before they get better. But these draft picks sort of secure their future so
3: so uh greg spiro from facebook again greg accept the terms of stream here so we can see your name anyway he's hearing that the <laughs> niners which uh correct me if i'm wrong he actually might be a niners fan i'm not sure but listen uh hearing between trey lance which is a north dakota states quarterback or mac jones Al- alabama, Al-
4: know,
3: alabama 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 <laughs> That came out a little bit uh, hickish. I know, I get it. Did you hear that
0: sig? Was that Jones <laughs> out of Alabama? Out of Alabama? <laughs> uh,
3: hey, baby. I don't I wouldn't take Mac Jones at 3. I just, you know, I wouldn't have traded that much to get a Mac Jones. I feel like he would have f- f- be at a 6 kind of thing in that sort of range. Uh, Trey Lance, you know, I hear his stock is moving up. Again, North Dakota State is a very good program. Um you know he's got a lot of the intangibles, his athleticism and his ability to move and his arm strength and stuff. It's all there. Um, it's just you know, is it better than a Justin Fields who's you know probably played against better competition? Whatever. I haven't seen enough film on Trey Lance, but it's uh, you know it's it's along those lines of uh, Green Bay trading up and and taking Love, but way earlier in the draft. You say, well, I don't know if that's the guy yet but again I'm not an NFL scout and I have not put the time and effort into uh, scouting Trey Lance to really make my uh, uh, my thoughts on that but
4: it could be smoke and mirrors and they might you know end up trading that pick because you know it is a top three pick if something you know something happens with the second pick possibly I don't
0: know but and we've seen trades like that happen last minute right the third pick it happens right almost on the spot Trey Lance's Mm. comparables from what I've been reading are uh Josh Allen like very mobile, big, big kid, big arm. Still a little unpolished, tough. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's not a bad. I mean, that's certainly not a bad option there. If, if he's, uh, if he's up there, Josh Allen turned out to be a hell of a quarterback. So,
3: Josh Allen is in like his third year or something, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Let's just ease into the Josh Allen being a Hall of <laughs> Famer talk. I <laughs> love a god. You
0: went forward a few steps of Josh Allen. Now you've gone back. I, right? did, I, was, I did. I
3: did. You remember, I you, did.
0: At the, by the end of the year, wow. you're like, you know what? I think I'm sold. I think I got it. I think I got it. And then now you're now you drawn I see
3: back. improvements. Yeah. He is not
4: there yet. He's not completely there, no. Sing? no, this, this year, he looked – I I liked him near the, the end of this year. I, I I was impressed. I was impressed.
3: I am excited to see him this year with, again, Emmanuel Sanders. Yes. Another – a secondary receiver who is mm-hmm. – Got a lot of experience, uh, can, you know, should be able to work with Allen to, you know, again, help him along, like have that respect from an Allen to say, you know what, like I'm going to kind of bring you with me, timing routes, uh, take some attention away from Diggs, that kind of stuff. That should, again, it's one guy, I get it, but that makes a huge difference when you're going from a Diggs Allen show and then, you know, Beasley sort of mixed in to having, Beasley, and then an Emmanuel Sanders with a Diggs that makes a huge difference in terms of I think he's defensive a pl- I think he's schemes. a
4: playmaker. Like I don't know what is prop- like why he's he's being moved around or just because he's Sanders, valuable, but yeah, absolutely. He's getting old,
3: right? That's the thing is he's just but he's, he's still, getting he's still old. Done, not you know, not like, sixty eight catches. He sixty eight
0: catches last year with with uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the offense is they dump the ball to everybody. so oh, everybody, 60, yeah, everybody got 60-plus yeah. catches. Pretty good.
3: Okay, it's I say 19. Alabama weird. You say New Orleans weird. <laughs> New Orleans. It's a tragically hip in me. Speaking of New Orleans, I was going to ask you guys. You know, with Breeze retiring, their depth chart of quarterback is Winston, mm-hmm. Taysom Hill, hashtag not a quarterback, mm-hmm. and Trevor Simeon. Should Alex. they be actively looking for somebody, even a guy like Alex Smith, who's still a free agent, somebody to say, you know what, we got to bring somebody else in here. Because, you know, can we convert Winston into an actual football player, quarterback who can read and, and make those decisions? Um, or are we going to be going to Taysom Hill slash Tim Tebow style offense, uh, only Taysom Hill never hands the ball off to Camara, especially if he's on my fantasy team? And Trevor <laughs> Simeon, who, you know, like he hasn't done anything. What do they got to do? Should they be looking somewhere?
0: Uh, me personally, I mean, you, you just had Jameis Winston. You brought him in for this for this exact reason. Yeah, they knew that uh, this might be Breeze's last year, leaning towards retirement. I give it. I give the ball to Winston. I mean, the guy had a had a couple of good years in in Tampa. He yes, he threw a lot of interceptions, but he threw a lot of touchdowns. And if you think about the three best coaches in the last twenty years. It's Andy Reid, it's Bill Belichick, and it's who? Bruce Ahrens. It's not Bruce Arians. <laughs> you got a tattoo now. It's Bruce Aarons. He's it, right up there. It's Sean. I'm sorry. It's Sean Payton for me. Oh. You know, and Sean Payton is is a quarterback guru. And if anybody can make uh, make it work with Winston, who's got a cannon, it's him. So you, you've got. Your, Why do you, you say, your say that?
3: Because he worked with Drew Brees for the last ten year. Who drew, drew Brees is a Hall of Famer to begin with.
0: Where was he before? He was in Dallas. He turned Anthony Wright. From a zero to a pretty good quarterback, he worked with Tony Romo. Nobody being in his career, he turned out pretty okay. So, I mean, these guys. I mean, this guy can work with a quarterback, and I, uh, it's clear. So, I, I like. I don't. I don't. It's not clear yet. It's going to
3: be clear this year. Can he work with a quarterback?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so,
3: we'll Bruce Arians used to be the quarterback whisperer, <laughs> and what did he do with Winston? He whispered, "Stop throwing interceptions," and okay, he never we'll listened. Go.
0: Having this third guy on the show is like the the icebreaker. <laughs> like, what do you think about Jamin? What do you think? It's great.
4: I think he's a little wild, but but you know, I think he's a good. I think he could be a good quarterback.
0: Um, I thought I read
4: this season that they had Hill taking more of the reps when Breeze was yeah. out. Yeah, uh, right. Which which kind of messed me up because I'm just like, are, are you serious? Like, are are you completely going to change your offense at this point? You know what I mean? <clears throat> so. Um, I, I think I think J- Winston, uh, Jameis Winston, he, I think he could be fine. He's fine. Um, I think they're going to run the same offense, though. I think they're going to have him in there for most of the time and then bring Taysom Hill to do that whole wildcat, whatever you call it, and not hand off the ball to Kamara, like you said. Yep, garbage. Uh, I think they're going to do the exact same thing, at least for one season. You know, if he throws 150 quarter- <laughs> uh, interceptions then you know, Then you know, they might have to start thinking uh, you know, elsewhere. But I think they're going to give it a go for one season at least, do the exact same thing, exact same offense, just try to maybe settle him down a little bit. I think they just let him go nuts in, in Tampa Bay, and they just at that point didn't care because they are getting, okay, well, sometimes he's scoring you know, like this, but then he's throwing to the other team you know, the same amount of times. Like I mean, to have the most touchdowns and the most interceptions, that's kind of ridiculous. But I think it can go either way. And uh, they got to give him a shot, you know, a different system, and and you know, just give him full reins and uh, and you know, try to tame him a little bit because I think he has the the tools to uh, to be a decent quarterback, and he definitely has the weapons in that for, on that team. So
0: for sure. Before we get into some of the f- the free agency, uh, Brock, you you had a lovely list there written up. But I did want to ask you guys, what do you think about the seventeenth game being approved by the owners? And it's a go, and they've already scheduled. Now teams are are lo- releasing question. their uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: teams are releasing who they're, who they're going to play that additional game. I know for in Pittsburgh, it's Seattle. They get to play Seattle. Um, so, what, what, a, do you like it? And B, does your team? Do you know who your team that you root for? Do you know who they're who they're playing?
3: Well, yeah, you have a team that you cheer for, so you can answer the second yeah, part, too, I didn't so see, go ahead.
4: I didn't, look up who, uh, I didn't look up who my Bears are going to play, but uh, how do I feel Checkers. about it?
2: I'm
4: not, <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about it yet because, you know, when it comes to, like, records and history, like, I don't know how, how you guys feel about that, but, you know, <clears throat> does it affect the current game? Like, I don't know. It was kind of a an extra thing. If, if there's nothing else to be cheering for in the season, is this going guy going to beat, you know, most passing yards? but I mean, at the end of the season, it's irrelevant, you know, so things like that. But when it comes down to like injuries and playoff spots and, and things like that, that's where it, you know, our player is going to be playing in that 17th game. You know what I mean? Um, it changes that kind of dynamic. Um, so, you know, guys are going to get hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was fine with 16 games. Um, that's kind of where I sit. Uh, I might have a different, a different take on it once, uh, you know, once the season gets going and stuff. But
3: our, uh, I don't know if Mike wants to come in. Mike made a comment in the uh, private chat there that his, because he's a Packers fan, uh, with a Packers sprinkle case. of Buffalo, I think, according to <laughs> to Mike. But
0: KC's your extra game,
3: Ew. Ew. yeah. Ew. Which, but I mean, a Packers KC game is kind of fun to watch. Super You'd Bowl one. Oh my God! Really? Yes. Yeah, Super Bowl one. Yeah. Okay. I get it. <laughs> There's none, none of those players are still on the team four years ago. <laughs> so moving. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, Super Bowl one. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Man. Okay. Uh, I mean, it could have been a Super Bowl matchup if Green Bay was able to, mm. you know, get through uh, mm. the box. but uh, and that was, you know, obviously it was a a matchup that was touted as maybe a Super Bowl matchup. Anyway, that's an interesting matchup. From a in terms of a 17th... Um, and Mike, if you want to chime in, you can jump in whenever you can because you're the producer. Uh, but from a 17th game perspective, what I don't like is these extra games aren't even conference-based. So the Steelers are playing Seattle. Packers are playing KC. So these are really ones that that don't necessarily have as much of an impact other than having an extra game, right? It's not like the Steelers are playing the Ravens one more time and it's like, you know what, this game could give us an extra uh, leg up or catch up for the playoffs or whatever it happens to be. Um, It's it's outside of that. So from that perspective, I'm like, okay, you're doing it, but you're just kind of doing it to do it. Now, yes, is four preseason games too much? Yeah. But do the stars play in those preseason games? No. So yeah. the more preseason games allow more of the young guys who are trying to make a name for themselves, who aren't guys that have, um, you know, the the Alabama pedigree and stuff like that, where it's you're, you're on national television every single week. You get to go out and show what you can do on the field. And there's more opportunities for that. So for that, I like it. From a fan's perspective, I could care less about preseason. You know what I mean? Like, really, nobody cares. But I like that those young guys are getting those those chances. Seventeen games, real games. You say, yeah, that makes more more sense. But at the same time, these guys are paid based on a sixteen game schedule. So guys that just signed, um, who's the big big signee? That well, I mean, Holmes already signed, but somebody signed this year again for well, JJ Watt signed a big fifty million dollar, whatever it is. Technically, that's based on sixteen games. So you should be able to say, you know what? That was 16 games. Now we're 17. So divide that by 16, add me whatever that difference is mm-hmm. because it's just the same. And people, are, and people are like, oh, you get paid so much and stop whining about it for 17 games because they feel like some players are like, why are we going to 17 games? But <clears throat> if your boss comes to you and says, you know what, uh, we now need you to work Saturdays, but you're not going to get paid anymore and whatever, you'd be pretty upset. You say, you know what, that's not, that's not my salary right now. My salary is based on Monday to Friday. So you want me to work Saturdays, I can choose whether or not I want to do it, but I should be paid accordingly. And it's the same thing from a player's perspective. There should be some sort of um, rationale or ratio from a salary perspective that you get uh, more uh, and the teams has got to pay you for it. So the salary cap should be up, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I feel like it's not an easy thing to do, although they've done it, but it's a matter of what the repercussions are going to be.
0: I like it. I like it as a football fan. It's another meaningful game. It's not meaningless at all, and I hope they take away a, a, a preseason game or two. I would assume it's going to be two. Uh, Brock, you nailed it. Like they don't—they're they're dummy games. It's nice to see the kids play, but I mean they—they could—they could figure that out—that stuff out at practice. I mean, internal competition is probably a little bit more exciting, anyways. So, I, from a fan's perspective, I'm a huge fan of 17 games. Brock, another good point. You know, it would—if it was inter-inter conference, it'd be awesome. We saw the, how, just how heated these rivalries can be in the Steelers-Browns playoff game, right? Like, you're, you, they play twice a year. By that third game, you, everyone's amped up to play each other one more time. You throw that into a regular season mix, it's going to get intense, and that's what you want. The, the league wants rivalries. So from those perspectives, great. I, I'm all for it. I really wish they would uh, consider maybe expanding the rosters to protect some of these guys. Football is a brutal sport. A week off sometimes isn't enough for these guys. I mean, like Ray Lewis always said, it was never never long enough. A week was just never long enough to recover from a game. So you'd hope they maybe expand the rosters, um, not just have practice roster guys, but actually have on the field additional players and maybe a second uh, bye week. There's things that they can do to make up for this extra game. And I think the NFL, being a safety first league, or trying to be anyways, I think they're going to look at those things. I would hope so. So from that overall, I like it. All
3: right, I like the I like the idea of expanding the rosters. I mean, fifty three is especially from a you know a standpoint of look, football has no minor league system, has no mm-hmm. developmental type program underneath it. When you're limiting that to fifty three guys per active roster with a few practice players, um, you know it's a limited group of people who can play. And have that opportunity. Otherwise, you're trying to go in the CFL or this mishmash XFL, or you're at home waiting for a phone call. Expand the rosters, maybe expand the practice rosters. Yeah, Uh, you know, get more guys in those systems. You brought up a good point about the the salary too.
4: Um, You know, these guys should be able to negotiate. You know, their salary to a certain point as well. If teams can go ahead and keep guys out of games just so they don't reach their incentive bonus then these guys should be able to negotiate. I've seen that, and I thought it was one of the most disgusting things that, you know, teams could possibly do to these guys. These guys play all year and work towards a certain goal and and trying to win, you know, mind you. And then last game, this guy's held out because he's going to get an extra million dollars if he gets, you know, one more sack in the game. So, yeah, negotiate. If they're going to get more revenue, you know, for for that extra game, because I'm sure it's a lot, you know the money sure. can go the money can go to the players uh, um, as well
0: in, in 2 seconds or less you guys excited that that Goodell mm-hmm. s- expects to have full stadiums come uh, come september which i think is a little i mean i, I, I don't know what the U- us situation i know canada's situation we rank 60th in the world in terms of covid vaccination rollout which is embarrassing new york but, just uh,
3: just came out the new in new york i don't know if it's the state of new york or manhattan new york city whatever that now thirty plus year olds are now able to get vaccinated, so they're right. going through oh. this vaccination so quickly that their thirty year olds are getting it. And in Ontario, I think we're still in the seventies,
0: like seventies and slow.
3: Yeah, they're wow. whipping it out, um, good or bad. They're whipping it out, and I think that uh, yeah,
0: I think it's so does that excite you guys? Like that, you full stadiums? Let's get ready to rumble September. That's the expectation. He says, "Okay, I'm not gonna be I, I there." Like
4: crowds i like crowds i I like the excitement i like the crowd noise you know whether it's good or bad you know it's part of the game it's part of the game yeah and uh i I think we need it like um all sports need it you know like i think all sports are hurting but but yeah i'm excited for sure if it gets there of
3: course yeah i mean from me i I watch on tv the the sound is pumped in anyway so it sounds like there's a crowd half the time so for me it doesn't change a whole lot uh, but you know, if I was ever, if the borders ever open and we ever get to go to a game, yeah, you want fans to be allowed to go and, uh, mm-hmm. it does amp things up a little bit. It's got to help for the players perspective too, of just getting into the game, um, and the flow a little bit more, but, um, yeah. Anyway.
0: B, what do you say? You want to, you want to touch upon some of the, uh, some, some of the free agent names or do we, should we move on to March Madness? Uh,
3: really quickly. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Is there anybody that stands out to you? Like, there's a couple of good left tackles, Russell Okun and Eric Fisher, who are uh, still not picked up yet. Um, I thought I had a, a thing. Uh, and the reason Russell Okun sort of stuck out to me, um, did you guys hear this, where he asked last year for part of his salary uh, to be converted into Bitcoin. So mm-hmm. he changed, I think, $13 million of his salary into Bitcoin. At the time, it was only worth... I don't know, $13,000 or something. Now it's worth 60000 So that salary has turned to like $21 million, which makes him one of the highest paid left tackles in the game, like one of the top five or something like that. And it's, he kept saying, I'm sorry to be paid in Bitcoin. Yep, very smart. Anyway, that stuck out to me as, as <laughs> you know, good money management. Somebody, well, good money management. Bitcoin, you never would have sold me on it. A virtual thing, I have no idea how that thing works. But mm-hmm. uh, for somebody to be smart enough for have the people telling them to say, look, just do this. Um, has paid off for him, so obviously left tackles are smart generally. Anyway, well, can
2: he block your blind side? Is it <laughs> can what he we to Can he? Can he <laughs> well, can if not, he'll pay. He'll
3: pay out. for your rehab. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, other than that, uh, you know, some uh, Jadavian Clowney. I was going to ask you guys, like, what's the? He keeps seeming to hold out or not. You know, maybe is he just expecting too much money? Does he think he's worth more than what? the league actually dictates what he, what he is worth. Like, why is he not sticking on a team or being picked up? Because, you know, he's a pretty decent talent, but I just don't know why he's... Anyway, we don't have to get into it today, but that's a, n- a notable name that's there. Larry Fitzgerald, I wasn't sure if he was going to be picked up or retire. Um, and then Richard Sherman is another guy who's kind of on that list that, uh, you know, I still think has some pretty good years and could really either solidify or improve a secondary somewhere. Uh, in the league but
0: all those Antonio Brown I had added Antonio Brown to that list like and Melvin Gordon is on that list as well and all these guys have one thing in common they're they're veterans Melvin
3: Gordon or Melvin Ingram Melvin Gordon okay I have Melvin Ingram on my thing too okay Uh, another 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 veteran linebacker these guys are
0: like I mean you're gonna see teams like this is like the third wave of free agency then you'll see some of these guys get some money but you're not going to spend a ton right now on a Richard Sherman who's already said, I'm, I've only got another year and a half, two years, and I'm out. Larry Fitzgerald's been in the league since, I mean, I was watching an episode of Dog the Bounty Hunter the other day, and it was like a 2002 episode, and he shouts out Larry Fitzgerald. So, I mean, that's that's 19 years ago. So, at some point, I mean, I, I love Larry. Don't get me wrong. I take Larry in a heartbeat on my team, but, I mean, dude's old. <laughs> and a wide receiver at some point, unless, you, you know, he can mentor some of the young guys. I think if Steelers would be a good fit for him, actually, with those young guys. Show him how to be a, a professional. But uh, Antonio Brown's the, the one guy that sticks out to me. He's still a top so, 10 talent in the NFL yeah, no, yeah. with no
3: job. So it's, got it to tell you something, I think. Eh? Uh, Tab will right? probably bring him back at some point. Mm-hmm. He brought everybody back. Not everybody. If he's still on the free agency list, but. All their starters, all 22 starters are back. Yeah. They win the Super Bowl. Why would they yeah. change it? Why would anybody want to leave? Um, okay. So. Moving on from that. Is there anything else from the NFL stamp? I don't think so, eh?
0: No, you, you we gotta pay a bill before we move to the next uh Oh here
3: we go. Paying a bill. Pay uh, some bills. Pay some bills, yeah. Mike, you uh got this sucker going. All right. well <laughs> you yeah, we can count on him. <laughs> Three All right, here we go Are you selling or buying? Call Tracy Iskander With Royal LePage Group Philippe LeMay See that little bilingual action there Beautiful We have the buyers Mm -hmm. And the right game plan To find you a new home Call Tracy Iskander, they have the buyers and the right game plan to find your new home, get personalized service in all sectors of the Uruwe region. Fully bilingual with the combined 40 years of real estate experience at Group Philippe LeMay, you can rest assured your home buying journey will be handled with first class care and the best prices on the market. Call Tracy today at 613-324-3781 or email her at tracy at tracyiskander.com. All right. A little graphic there. I had to put the Philippen March Madness. In. Yeah. Yes. Whew. Whew. It's on right now, I believe. There's
0: games going on right now, if I'm not mistaken. I believe
3: so. uh, it's, yeah, probably. <laughs> the fact that you guys aren't watching. Let's do this quick. Before you even look at scores, did you look at scores, Sig. I didn't look. I didn't look. All right. Uh, real quickly, last week in the Sweet Sixteen, Ooh. yeah, Pep, you got a three out of eight, and Sig, you got five out of eight. Not that bad. Was better than
2: I thought.
3: Yeah. Uh, obviously, Baylor and Houston have already moved on to the Final Four. Yeah. So the games tonight, if they're mm-hmm. on, is Gonzaga versus USC. USC, mm. who just beat Oregon, mm. and Michigan versus UCLA. And UCLA played Bama in that overtime game that mm. was, uh, was actually fairly fun to watch. Who you guys got? Gonzaga versus USC. <sighs> Can't be that difficult. Gonzaga looks I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm letting you go, Sig. I let oh, you go. I've man. been awful.
4: I know. I know. (laughs) No, it's a tough one. I mean, at least you got some. You got some. Um, I'm going to go. I I don't want to just make it easy and go with the number one seed, but I'm going to go with Gonzaga on Mm. on that one. Yeah. It's for team's sake.
3: So going easy with the number one seed is not easy anymore. And I know. You can either go easy.
4: They earned it. They earned it. You know, I don't want to take that away from them. You know what I mean?
3: They're they're a tough team. Actually, they beat. Oregon fairly handily too, didn't
0: they? Yeah, I,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm i going to go, I, I got to go with, with the Zags there. The last game, their last game, they looked pretty much unstoppable. They've got everything. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they had everything going into the season. And then <laughs> they had a transfer call the coach and say, hey, I'm thinking about transferring. And the coach went to the team and said, hey, guys, uh, we might have a, a top 10 player transferred over to us. Are you okay with it? And to a man, every player on Gonzaga said, "Yeah." <laughs> even, <laughs> though, even though it was going to cut into their playing time, right? Yeah, um, they brought sure. him in, and I, they, the name slips my mind right now. But it was a, it was a, it's a guard,
3: Nyhart. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, that's the one.
3: The guy so he, he came from Florida. He's yeah, a Canadian that's the player, and he was yep. at Florida, and then uh, yeah, switched so over coach, to uh, Gonzaga.
0: Coach said, "Hey guys, I'm where he we're, he wants to come here, and I'll." I'll give them a sheet if you guys are cool with it because we got a team to win with with how we're structured right now. So uh, they're a powerhouse. So I'm going to go with Zags, uh, although I love USC and I've got uh, a fan, uh, extended family who works for USC in the uh, in the sporting office. Um, but I'm going to go with the Zags.
3: And then Michigan, UCLA. Oh, mm-hmm. this, this one is
0: tough. <laughs> Sig, who you got?
4: I'm. Uh... I have to say i don't know who's going to win, but i'm rooting for michigan i i 'm rooting for joan howard um, mm. and, and Michigan on this one um, but honestly it's a it's a toss up it's a toss
0: up u c l a is is good yeah both, is really teams, good. both teams both right. teams look similar on the court they both mm-hmm. have veteran players uh and it looks like they're both getting their getting their wheels underneath under you know right at their perfect time, which is always tricky to pick i'm going to go. Uh, Man, it's tough to pick against that Tiger Campbell guy. He's such a good point guard. He's a really good leader. I- I'm going to go with UCLA. Okay.
3: UCLA. Right. So oh, we split. Right? Okay. Yeah. It's got to be some sort of difference maker there, eh? Yeah. All it's right. supposed, to be, it's
4: supposed to be unsportsmanlike. We're trying.
3: We're being very respectful here. So. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to have to throw an so elbow far. or something. Did you guys watch the UCLA-Alabama game?
0: Yeah. It's a great game. I not mean, know why. I couldn't referees. Watch it. Referees. Referees to, uh, tried to take control of some of that game, but it was good.
3: The referees try and take control of every single game. Let's just put mm-hmm. that out there, um, okay. as indicative by the NHL being mic'd up and the guy saying, "I need to take control of this game." Um, <laughs> anyway, calls. Yeah. Anyway, he got fired, um, but he was also on the verge of retiring. Anyway, uh, the <laughs> Alabama UCLA game. When their best player, Bama's best player, uh, Jones, misses both those free throws with six seconds left, I'm like, game's over. And then they go, foul, UCLA gets the ball. They talk the whole time. The announcers are like, I don't watch UCLA basketball. UCLA's coach is a believer in the foul when he's up by three. He's a believer in that. So I don't know if that's – because if you foul – you still get three shots, but I guess he's believing that they're not going to hit them maybe or the statistically they're going to miss one out of three as opposed to maybe hitting a shot. Anyway, so I'm expecting... No, he wants to
4: foul him before the shot. Or, uh, yeah, he wants but to if, foul if you're... before the shot so he gets two free throws and then they get the ball back, right? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's, not, he's not wanting to foul him on, on, a, on a three-pointer. He wants to foul him before he's taken that three. Okay. If you have that foul, right? So then you're putting him on the line, two shots, and then he would have to miss hit the rim, get the rebound, and then score again. If they're exactly. up and running, if they're down and three. The percentages.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah. So he's, okay. So, I mean. Even better. I thought he got three, and I was like, well, yeah. I mean, Alabama yeah, yeah. can't hit a free throw for the life of them. Like, they just had a chance with their defensive player and SEC player of the year, Jones, misses two free throws with six seconds left to put you up by one. Ouch. And you say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to foul him and put him to the line. I didn't know it was okay if he fouled before, if they had it. I don't know what the situation is. I don't like think they were a double to. bonus or if whatever. You, if but. you
4: foul him on the three, like, that's just the worst possible scenario in that situation.
3: Anyway, but. UCLA sits back, lets him get the half court. They pass it over. The guy hits a three. Um, anybody who follow, follows Barstool Sports, there's a yes. video on there where they're notoriously very big gamblers, right? These guys are loaded. Dave Portnoy and them are, are just loaded. He says he's lost probably between 5 and $10 million of sports betting. Like, that's just his play money kind of thing. But anyway, so he bets big, and I guess they all bet on the over, and that last second three hit to put it to overtime in order to hit the over, which, again, it was a room of about 30 guys just jumping up, and it, you weren't winning 50 bucks on that thing. It, it was, you know, probably in the six figures of a bet, and then whatever that paid out. So, um... You know, Anyway, that's college basketball <laughs> for you and sports betting and and the the excitement that it brings uh, to a game that maybe you have no no horses in, but if you put you know a hundred thousand horses in one of those teams or the score, it, it definitely adds to it. Hey, while um, we're
0: just while we're quickly on the topic of hoops, uh, I, we may as well just get the elephant uh, out of the room here. Um, Raptors, really uh-huh. quickly, are you upset that they didn't deal Lowry? Should they have kept Powell and dealt Lowry or are you happy with what they did? Man, I, uh,
4: it doesn't like right now. It's not, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, you know, do I think it's too early a little bit, but, uh, you know, I think, um, I think Powell's going to be a great player for them. And that's what, that's what sucks for, for the Raptors. You know what I mean? he, We saw him develop into what he is right now. And I feel like he's still going, you know, and and now we've just let him go. The Raptors, I don't think are any better from from this trade at all. Um, I don't think those are bad players that they picked up, but I don't think that they're any better um, from this trade. And Kyle, like at the end of the season, they're just going to finish the season. I don't think they're going to do any damage this year at all. They're going to finish the season and then Kyle's going to be gone and and it's going to that's going to be it you know I think they should have pulled the trigger on the on the trade um with Kyle Lowry and kept uh and definitely kept uh, Powell that's my uh that's my take on that
3: Brock I think teams just knew that the Raptors were going to lose Powell for nothing in the off season and so you know when you say we got something I don't think it was good trade from the Toronto standpoint, but ultimately if you're going to lose the player at the end of the season and it doesn't look like they're really going to make that big of a push for the playoffs or anything further than, uh, than maybe a first round type berth, mm-hmm. um, you know, then you get something for him uh, waving a couple of the other players. I think is probably an addition by subtraction. Uh, and the Lowry thing is, is, is again that like if you don't have the right deal and I appreciate him sticking to his guns and not, Um, You know, it would have been worse if we're sitting here talking about both Powell and Lowry being given away for undervalued return. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. we'd be frustrated there. The fact that he wasn't, you say, okay, well, at least, you know, one guy is still here because we didn't get the right deal. You know, I can respect them for that.
0: Well, I will just say this about Powell. He's turning into like a Ray Allen I don't see too many guys shoot threes off a, off a huge jump shot like his. Like his he's elevating yeah, yeah. and shoot his threes. And you don't see too many guys like that Ray Allen's the only guy that comes to mind. Um he's turning into a like I mean he had five games of like 25, 30. He scored 41 game before the deadline. So he's coming into his own. But Trent mm-hmm. is three years younger. And three yep. years ago were we talking about Powell like this? So mm-hmm. he, he could develop. I mean, he scored 13 and six last night in limited time. You know, it's it's just I think it's just a deal for a deal. Like Brock probably said, you know, uh, Brock said, it's probably a situation where it's like, there's not a lot out there. We're going to lose him for nothing. may as well get something in return. And they can control Trent uh, in mm-hmm. the offseason. I think Hood's just a throw in. But, um, hey, l- listen, Lowry Lowry preferred the Heat. And the Heat weren't going give to give up what the Raptors wanted. I respect all parties. So, mm we'll talk about a little bit more about hoops. I think we will try and get to a little bit more hoops next week cuz the Nets are an interesting team to talk about and the Lakers with Drummond, but we'll get to that some other time. Yeah, I want to I want to
4: just I'll just say it now so we remember next time. I want to bring up like the the eye test, like stats, statistics and and also the eye test because like, you know, there's watching ball and then there's like, you know, looking at stats and seeing like, you know, how a guy performs, so like, you know, like the money ball situation. Oh um, yeah. I want I want to bring up how you guys feel how do you guys feel about about that because i noticed that like you know a lot of times you're like oh, i like this player but then it's like oh he shoots like this you know what i mean like so it's uh it's definitely th- i think something that should be uh brought up as a topic
0: oh let's let's talk about all the aldridge and uh, andre drummond next week and yes. uh, we'll, i've got per- the, the you know exactly what you're talking about
3: and they're two mm-hmm. ends of the spectrum for me so we can Very. talk about that next week absolutely i see you drop money balls at a foreshadow all right. Oh, I forgot. That's a great call off
4: baseball, but I money forgot ball. About I really enjoyed that one, man. That
1: oh, I one. forgot. Let me hang on. a second. Unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct. Oh. <laughs>
2: All right. Is that a penalty? We got there the... Unsportsmanlike
3: uh, conduct. I, I earned it. Is that. <laughs> well, Pep wanted to bring up the unsportsmanlike moment. Uh, so he asked me to put this clip together. Now, this is, again, if you there's a theme to this show is pep is going back to super bowl one. So obviously his <laughs> spectrum of where he's grabbing these from <laughs> is pretty fast. Um, but this is the unsperling moment that he was talking about. Uh, as we get close to draft day, this is a uh, notorious, uh, draft. One of the funniest guys, like oh. when you watch these interviews, uh, but this was a, an epic moment that, uh, Pierre reenacted <laughs> multiple times on our podcast and stuff. But, uh, here is Quinn and Williams with the, uh, the sneeze. Oh.
2: Uh, the
3: thank that I got here. So, <laughs> <laughs> the man, blessed and thanked himself for a sneeze. Was amazing. Now, there was another Quinn and Williams moment after he got drafted that I thought was pretty funny. I don't know if you guys remember this one. Yeah. Tomorrow I got an all day, so I'm gonna get on it too. How was your rating? My rating, I got an 80 on Ultimate Team. So I'm going to go play with myself today. So see how I feel. That came out weird. <laughs> 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 that
2: came he's, out weird. No, no, so he's funny.
3: But he's talking about his Madden rating. and He's going to go home and play with himself. On Madden oh, is what he meant nuts. to say. But it came out how a little he, bit wrong. Did he have a good year, Brock? I don't. I didn't see him play much. Did he play Wyatt this year? Uh, he's an interior D lineman. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to see much flash and stuff like that. But he's a, he's an effective player and. Eh, that's all I got.
2: There you he's, go, Quentin Williams. <laughs> Quentin <laughs> Williams. He's more
3: notorious for, like, his one-liners and stuff like that. But, uh, again, from just from a perspective, and you say, you know what? This guy's smile is infectious. He's loving it. He he yes. goes on and a couple of things I'll talking about, like, I love this game and whatever. And he's like, I forget that I'm getting paid millions of dollars to do it. Like, yeah. I just – I'm out here – doing what I like to do and, and he's starstruck by guys and he's like, Oh well, Le'Veon Bell, the best running back in the league. Like I'm gonna to talk to him and stuff like that. And he's like, I forget that I'm <laughs> one of these guys. And anyway, engaging. it's it's engaging. It's he's 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 humbled and uh anyway, and he's hilarious. So uh that was your unsportsmanlike moment from what was that, twenty eighteen or seventeen or something like that. Anyway. Uh, okay we are going to go into now we're going to have to get uh, i think mike is going to participate in this one as well uh if i am not mistaken uh but we are going to go into top five movies right we're going in the sports movies right now yeah yes we are here's uh can i play it
4: I think you guys can see me. I can't help but dance every single time you guys put, mu- put music uh, on. It doesn't matter what hey, listen, it's man. like. We're bringing in Mike.
3: You are now part you of do the you, stream. Sig. Mikey, good day. Am I on?
1: You are. You, you,
3: I think you're
0: frozen. though. <laughs> no. I think you're frozen <laughs> solid, but you're on. This, this is
1: great. <laughs> Am I frozen in like a good pose or uh, uh, a very
0: a little bit? There you go. A very oh,
1: thoughtful right pose.
0: No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it might be a delay. Yeah, it's
3: probably a delay. Um, okay. That's all right. We, uh, we can hear you. That's, uh, the important part is that we can actually hear what you're saying. So, you're going to join us today because we got the sports yeah. movies category discussion that Sig brought up last week. And what we did is we all went through and we picked our top five favorite sports movies. This was uh, hard. This was hard. And I, okay, let me ask you guys a question before we even start. <laughs> Looking through and researching, just saying, you know what? I want to make sure I wasn't missing anything in terms of a movie or whatever. I looked at a list. Top 100 sports movies of all time. I did the same thing. And yes, you know, I know Maddie P's at home. Toothache. And this is probably not going to make him feel any better when we start <laughs> listing off my movies. Because they're super low on the list. Uh, what did I say? His cinematic palette is way more refined than mine is. So I'm sure he's got some of those top <laughs> movies and stuff. Anyway, I don't, but the number 18 movie on this one is one of my favorite movies of all time. Rounders.
2: Okay.
3: Poker hmm. is poker a sport. It's on
0: DSN. So TSN. I mean, I'm going to, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to go. Yes. Cause there yeah. is, a. I mean, there's may not be
3: an necessarily an athletic component to it, but, uh, Okay, well, that great, great question. that changes a few things for me because, uh, you know, the definition of sport says, like, athletic competition. So there's competition, but an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Would poker be – anyway, if you guys are saying yes, then i got to change my list because rounders would be up there for sure. Um I also had this discussion with Ange and she was adamant that poker is not a sport and you're ugly if you think it is. That's what was a direct quote, I think. No, yeah, uh, she was adamant that poker is not a sport, which I couldn't disagree with her either. Anyway, for my list, I'm not considering poker as a sport, but rounders is probably in my top three movies of all time. I'm you, You're going
0: to go five to one?
3: Uh, yes, when I do, it'll okay. be five to one. Am I starting? Okay. You're starting. All right, I'll start then. Uh, uh, number five, I'm going with Remember the Titans Yeah. as number five. Yes. I thought it covered a lot of uh, issues. Um, obviously, it had some, you know, true background stuff there as well. Uh, Remember the Titans. Left side, strong side, right on. Uh, number four, I have uh, Draft Day. And that one for me, I'm always intrigued by the draft room and the, the 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 deals and the and the discussions that happened amongst teams throughout the draft day and and you know the the deals that came to fruition that didn't that were offered that weren't um, all that kind of stuff was very intriguing and I thought draft day did a pretty good job of covering that. Um, number three, I have blue chips from a basketball standpoint. Uh, that was definitely. One of my favorite uh, basketball movies of all time. Uh, yeah. Number one and two have flip flopped. When I was younger, my number one would have been number two, but now it's flipped. So my number two is the program. Uh, that was one that I loved growing up. Obviously, um, right. you know that that's including the scene that was rel- that trips. was taken out, <laughs> right? Bus trips. Uh, bus trips. This just happened. You know, before I was going to university, before I was getting, you know, in that recruitment sort of thing. So Blue Chips, the program, it was all good timing for me because it was like only a year or so before I started to go through some of that stuff. And then at the time, uh, my number one, Any Given Sunday was one that I initially watched. I I didn't understand it probably. To his fullest, and I was like, "What? This doesn't make any not doesn't make any sense." But I was just like, "This is crazy." <laughs> and then I I got further in my football career, and I started seeing some other stuff, and I was like, "You know what? This isn't far off." And you know, stuff is embellished, but not crazy. And then I just started, I guess, I related a bit more to it, whatever. Anyway, any given Sunday was probably my favorite. I could recite the Pacino speech verbatim, probably up until oh, can about. Can you
0: sing the Steam and Willie Beeman song? Is what we want to know. <laughs>
3: Who knows? That might have been our going out song. We'll see. Oh, I'm steaming. Yeah. Willie beaming. I hope anyway, so. It's not, but <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: those are my top oh. five. All right. Let's move over to, uh, let's go clockwise. Let's go, Mike.
1: Sure thing. Am I still frozen, fellas? No, uh, you're, now you're, you're good. Fresh. I'm oh, okay. you're good. yeah. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> Does that mean there's visual have, cues uh, coming?
3: what's that does that mean there's visual cues coming or something no, no. okay <laughs> well, i just i'm not frozen for
1: me so i was wondering if it was You're
0: yeah, great no you're moving well uh
1: <laughs> so i have a similar i'll give an honorable mention uh and it's a similar similar story to to brock's uh the program i think where uh for me it was hoosiers uh, i remember seeing it as a kid and having like the sweaty palms and like you know, I was like, "Oh, are they gonna win this game?" And then you watch it, like I, I watched it with my daughter, and I was like, "It's not so good.
2: It's all right." I guess
1: that's on Pierce's list for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, so so that's honorable mention that and and the Rocky franchise.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. of course.
1: Uh, yeah. So so here are my top five. Number five, uh, he got game. I think yeah. Yeah, it's both a good movie and a good <laughs> sports movie. Okay. I'm a big uh, Denzel guy. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> uh, number four, When We Were Kings, the uh, documentary about uh, the Ali Foreman uh, fight. Great,
0: great movie. Uh,
1: and actually, that, the top 100 list, I think, Brock, is where I that sort of popped in, and I was like, oh, yeah.
3: There movie. was multiple documentaries on there, and uh, hmm. I think I pulled document. Any documentary for me? is great. You know what I mean? Like generally if it's done well, like those ESPN 30 for thirties and stuff like that, they made me like soccer for 30 minutes or an hour or whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So for me, I, I, didn't do the documentary stuff, but I can definitely, uh, I'd agree with you.
1: I, I have, uh, on my list, I have the program at number three. It was, it's, it's, it's more of that timing of, you know, when you saw it, like, and we were right at that age of, has anybody you know, here out of the four of us, did anybody see the program originally
3: when they had the, the scene, scene of the highway on kids lying on the line? I was, yeah, I was too young for that, too. Nope. Yeah.
1: I, uh, I've seen yeah, the scene, but not, not mm-hmm. when I saw it originally. I've, I've
3: never yeah, even I've seen, seen, seen it. it. They pulled it before nope. we watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same here.
4: So I yeah, think it was in the theater when they and yeah, they didn't yeah. release it on
3: VHS. Correct. That was cheap. <laughs> yeah, I waited for Blockbuster to get it. That's that right. Outstanding.
1: Right. Uh, Number two, I have uh, Last Dance, episode seven, where Jordan walks off at the end.
0: (laughs) Brock Brock just (laughs) muted all of our mics.
1: (laughs) That was my (laughs) favorite part when he walked off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, No, but to me, uh, him talking about, uh, you know, uh, I never asked anybody to do anything Jordan didn't do. Like, you know, uh, is to me leadership and, and saying, look, I'm only asking them to do what I do or work as hard as I work. Uh, and then number one, uh, Major League for me. I'm a baseball guy, and uh, again, the timing that came out was uh, I was right into baseball, and the, the, had both the humor and the uh, sports aspect. So. And you awesome. modeled your
3: pitching career after a Wild Thing, I believe, right? You still have probably <laughs> the, most, add, yeah. the most hits, <laughs> hit batters in the game, whatever. Yeah, oh, exactly. Well,
0: well, Brock, by the way, uh, I had none of your movies on my list, just a foyer. So no doubt. I, I mean, I didn't have. have
3: You're gonna put the wrestler on there. You're gonna have. uh, I can't
0: wait to go. Well, you're next. Yeah, you're next. We gotta finish with Pep because you are next, Sig. Oh, you want me to go next? Yeah, bro.
4: Yeah, sure, no problem. Well, okay. So for me, I I have two at number five. Okay, that's fair. For the same reasons as Brock as well. Any given Sunday and the program. Watch any given Sunday on the bus. Every football game. Every football trip. Whatever. And you know the time, just playing football. It was like you had to watch it. it, it it's a, it's an awesome movie. And any, any given Sunday, the entertainment in that movie, it, it's just it's got shock factor. It's got it's got comedy. Jamie Foxx, Al Pacino, you know even even uh, LL Cool J was wasn't wasn't too bad in that. You know I, I just loved everything about that movie. So I, I, I had those two at uh, at number five together. I couldn't I couldn't pick which one. Um, number four, remember the Titans. Um, Again, I knew there was going to be some overlap here. I was just wait. I just couldn't wait to, to see where it was going to happen. Remember the Titans for me. Uh, we went as a football team. Quick story. Went as a football team. I think it was like 11 or 12 o'clock that we went. We had a game that night, and we walked out of there just like eyes wide open. Had no idea what we just experienced. Got to our game, and we beat a team that we hadn't beat. I've never beat at, in my career um, in three years. So it was just getting over the hump, and it, we feel like you know the, that movie uh, kind of did it. Did it for us, got nice. us in the right, you know, mindset. I won't, say, I won't say the team. I think Brock knows, but uh,
3: anyway, was that the only game I ever lost as a Meyer Rider? I, I think it was. Was <laughs> it at Terry it
4: Fox? Only, it was the only time it was at Savage. Uh, no, it was at Lansdowne.
3: Oh, that wasn't me. It was that.
4: the only time. It was the only time we ever, we ever. Beat wasn't him, me. You like, guys, the Colts beat were, us were you at, you were at Terry Fox. At UU, you were at, at that point. So anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, next I have above the rim. Above the rim. Yeah,
3: is that uh, Kevin Bacon?
4: No, no, that That's was Wayne uh, Martin and uh, Tupac. Bernie Mac was in it.
0: They they made a whole clothing line of of, of just uh, based on. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm was associated with
4: the movie because I remember yeah. seeing it. Yeah, it was. Right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, one of my favorites. Just for the frequency, I watched it all the Great time. Great movie, and it was it was the time too. Like that was '94. I was playing a lot of basketball at that point. Yeah. Um, Great movie. Next, next, he got game. You got game. Okay. I, I, I love the movie. Um, Ray Allen I thought was amazing in it. Denzel. Denzel, I thought it was a great role. It was, for me, it was like a raw, it was a Spike Lee movie, but I felt like it had a little bit of a touch of Oliver Stone. <laughs> He's nuts. Um, but that's what it felt like for me, and it was, you know, it might have been exaggerated to a certain point, or maybe not, but it just, it gave you everything, um, you know, both sides, two sides to a story. It was great.
0: I thought it was a <laughs> well-done movie. We don't talk about Ray Allen nearly enough as being an NBA great. He he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I mean he he was an awesome NBA player and he was really good in that movie.
4: Yep, he was awesome. He was great. And there are a lot of other and all the cameos too. That's another thing too. That that might, movie might have set a record for uh, yeah cameos in one uh, in one
3: film until Entourage um, movie came out and then that was I mean? until the Entourage movie came out and then that was uh, Cameo that's City. Okay. I don't even think they had other actors other than cameos.
4: Um, so my top, it, it's not only my top, like, one of my top movies, like, sports movies. The drum it's roll. one of my top favorite movies of all time. White Man Can't Jump. Whoa! All I was right. not expecting all that. Right. Now that was okay. I. Yeah. I, my brother and I recite this movie, like, till today. I could just send him a text from a line in the movie, and then I get several back. Like, there's, I like that they use guys that can play basketball in it. When you watch The Gate, when you watch some of the games now, you'll laugh because you'll be like, Okay, well, that guy easily could have gotten around that pick and <laughs> stolen that ball. Yeah. like some of the choreography, choreography is it, it, it just it's it's horrible. But one of my favorite movies. Like I can watch that movie anytime. Yeah, it's such a great movie for
3: me. I don't know if it's the way the camera is, but when you said white man can jump, you looked right at me when I said it too. Yeah. which was weird. <laughs> I was like, Actually, all I, feel, of the I eyes, feel like it's all, all <laughs> yeah, six <laughs> eyes <pointed> <laughs> at
2: <laughs> All looked right at me. Wait.
3: <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh,
2: right. Once again, that's a
0: great screen, five. I had none of Sig's movies. None? No, so far between the three, there's only one that's been mentioned on my list. So um, you oh. could I think if you could do two plus two there, you could figure out which.
4: Good quality movies. It's just favorites. You know what
0: they yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, those White Man can Mine were, were low. Mine were low in that, that
4: top. Sorry.
0: Um, my segment's brought to you by NBA Live 97 for, his, for the Sega Genesis. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> Mitch Richmond there. With the Kings, he was traded from on uh,
3: TMC. On
0: TMC, baby, just thought I would bring that up.
3: I'm curious. You, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I want to know what your your five is here. I'm um, thinking um, wrestler. Oysters would be on there. I'm but.
0: gonna name. I'm gonna name you my honorable mentions because none of you named them. So, I mean, I actually really like kicking and screaming. I love Will Ferrell, and I thought it was funny with Ditka and all that. It, I, it's if it's on TV, I'm watching it. So it kind of made my list just because I'll stop and watch that movie. The Wrestler was on there. I know it's not. A quote unquote sport, but it was a phenomenal movie. Mickey Rourke was great. Happy Gilmore. I, yeah, sport. I don't know. Like the longest yard. I don't know what you guys thought about the longest yard Did original like? or reboot. Yeah. I, I like the, I like the, the, um, Adam Sandler.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, have you guys seen Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal? I have not. One of, the, one of the, one of the best boxing, the boxing movies. You'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be teary the hurricane it was on my list uh of honorable uh, phenomenal movie true story uh okay but i'll give you and then
3: i had the ryan song huh? you had what
0: the rockies all the rockies oh um, honorable mention
4: okay oh honorable mention okay yes Nothing so number
0: five i had raging bull Never i seen mean it. uh you know robert de niro yeah. physically put on like 80 pounds for that movie and then lost it during the movie filming like that's unheard of you never see a guy you'll see a guy gain weight for a part but not start you know he wanted to be as authentic as possible he started in shape gained weight in in mid film and then lost it by the end like I mean that's incredible um and a great movie of you know um Joe Pesci and Al Pacino and uh sorry Robert Nero so number five Raging Bull number four I had um I had Moneyball I, it wasn't even on my list who brought it up before uh, Brock did right
3: uh, well, Sig mentioned Moneyball and I asked if it was foreshadowing, and that ah. was on my you know, in my baseball one. Moneyball was there. I forgot um, how
0: good that, that movie is with the analytics, and the, you know, and Jonah Hill was really, really good. Brad Pitt was Brad underrated, too. yeah, such a good movie. Um, so Money four is Moneyball number three, or three? Uh, Rudy, I love Rudy.
3: I can't argue with that. I hate Notre yeah. Dame, yeah. but what I can't argue movie. with that. right and
0: you know we we all have a little rudy in us like you know none of us were i mean outside of brock i was in the blue chipper and i always thought you know get myself into a school like that and just like work my way onto a team anyway it's a it's a feel-good story number two i had when we were kings uh what's just man the whole story with like foreman getting hurt quote unquote and like the succubus and putting a, a spell on him so he got hurt and cut and and then the, the the heat affected him and like the rope a dope. And it's, it's a great film. And was all the, I love the, the, all the footage leading up to it, all that old footage is just amazing. And then number one, what are, where's my number? Oh, yeah. Number one. <laughs> number one is Hoosiers, In 1985, Dennis Hopper. But um, just a great film, you know. And it, it touched upon all my, like my high school team were pretty much the same thing. You know, we could barely scrounge up enough guys to, to field the team. We went out there and we still won. And all the characters on that Hoosiers team almost fit, like, how we were. No, you know, we had a guy who was a super quiet guy but kind of skipped class and got suspended and brought him back. Like, the whole thing kind of fit our team. It's crazy. So I had to go with Hoosiers, and, I've, of course, that was to be expected, boys. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so none of our, none of our movies, cla- you know, cross paths except for when we were Kings with Mike.
1: And Hoosiers. I had Hoosiers.
3: And Mike had Hoosiers. I
0: had an honorable mention. Honorable mention, right, yeah. Remember the Titans in the
3: program was a lot of crossover there. Any Given Sunday, a bit of crossover. (laughs) Any Given Sunday. (laughs) I feel like we should have done a documentary separate top five because there's some really good documentaries. I love documentaries, sports documentaries.
4: Hoop Dreams, I believe, was the number one sports movie. The list that I saw, Hoop Dreams, was the number one sports movie. Really?
3: That's eh? the one when they first followed those two guys that were coming out of college, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's, uh, Aggie. Uh, there's some right. real good ones. Okay, we were going to do a Legends or Not, but we have gone severely over time. Uh, we yeah. appreciate everybody watching and who is still watching. Um, do you guys have any last words? We're going to go out to a song that is on, <laughs> I think, three of our lists, um, which brings me right back to uh, uh, a scene in the program where he asks, are you hurt or are you injured? And he explains the difference. And I think a lot of kids these days need to hear that because there is a huge difference between being injured and being hurt. Um, Anyway, we're going to go out to Guns N' Roses Welcome to the Jungle today. Uh, Sig, I want to thank you for joining us. Mike, I want to thank you for your top five movies. Uh, We will have, well, Sig will be on, I'm sure, multiple times moving forward, um having a third does help a little bit of the dynamic because you break the tie when we don't agree, and it's good. It's, <laughs> it's gonna... I just feel like
4: I talk, talk too much. This is two in a row that we're over the time now. So No, well, last time we didn't <laughs> even start
3: until about 20 after seven. So uh don't Anyway. Just
4: shut up or give me a buzzer. <laughs> All right, too. gentlemen,
3: we are going to go out to one of the most epic yeah. pump-up songs you could possibly have for any sport except for poker (laughs) until next week gentlemen fans ladies gentlemen athletes of all kinds
2: have a good night